0: welcome to color outside the lines i'm krista and this podcast is for you if you are ready to step out of society's narrative and build a life that is completely aligned to who you are and what you are meant to be doing and feel safe doing so together we rewrite old programming and create our own stories that guide us toward our most authentic selves you being you is what the world needs most right now let's get started Welcome, Hannah, to Color Outside the Lines. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Me too, especially
1: for the listeners to know, we're recording this the first week of the year, so it feels like an especially
0: excited energy today. Yeah, absolutely. And you've been saying you've been making some pretty big changes this year, so this is going to be an exciting year for you and your business.
1: Yes, I feel that 2023, for a lot of business owners, was getting clarity and awareness of what was not working in 2024 is where we make those changes. So I'm 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 very intrigued to see what's going to happen in the next 12 months.
0: Oh, I love that. I felt that too. There was just such a dense energy of 2023 and just a really a lot of like shadow work, figuring it out, like really looking at things. And it was a little tough. Like it was tough for me and my business and really like getting clear on what I wanted to do moving forward, what was going to work, that sort of thing. So I'm excited for 2024 too. It feels like a much lighter energy
1: yeah I think two thousand and twenty three and this is because I felt the same. There's a lot of challenges, and you know the way that I've grown my business, it's been like one expansion to the next expansion. So it was quite surprising for me to not be in that energy for like twelve months. it was It was unusual for us to be honest. um but the way that i I, I see it is that even if it did feel a bit dense for any of you listening the opportunity we had was to really clean up what wasn't in alignment and when you clean Mm -hmm. up what's not in alignment you get to catapult right so sometimes life slows us down to speed us up and i think this is just kind of what we've been going through as a collective
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and it sometimes it's so hard for us to slow down. And we're thinking that like, that's not the real work, right? Um, This is kind of a perfect segue actually into your story as you started out, like in your own healing journey, it was kind of Mm -hmm. a like dense, heavy, slow process at the beginning for you, wasn't it?
1: I mean, yes, absolutely. It's so funny that you've said that. I said that to my partner at the end of this year. I was like, this year feels like I mean, nowhere near as, as intense and challenging, but this feels like, you know, when my mum was. So I'm going to tell a little bit about my story. Yes, please do. Um, <laughs> I'm like, to make sense, I'm going to go back to the beginning. <laughs> um, I've been in, in personal development for the last you know, nearly 12 years, I started with an undergrad in psychology, university, and I graduated on antidepressants with a, well, my mum had just been diagnosed with cancer. So within three weeks at 19 years old, I've got three mental health diagnoses, an eating disorder, social anxiety, and severe chronic depression, right? And I'm told that my mom has cancer. And so I finished my psychology undergrad, <laughs> a bit pissed off, you know, really a little bit like you know, I've just spent these four years studying and I thought that I would have greater clarity over, you know, what it means to have mental well-being. right. Mm -hmm. What it means to be dealing with a a primary caregiver that's, that's ill and really just feeling like, is this what you guys have got? Cause you know, this is crap, you know? And so I decided to go on my own journey of healing. I decided to take it into my own hands, healing, self-discovery, whatever you want to call it. And I started exploring alternative modalities, right? Nutrition, meditation, movement, the typical things. Then my mum was diagnosed with terminal cancer when I was 23. Oh, wow. And yeah. I became a full-time carer for a dying parent. So, I mean, there was even a phase when my mother left my father, she moved in with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I remember thinking, yeah, <laughs> they got back together and everything. But, you know, um, it was really this season of life where I was looking at, 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 I mean, I'm gonna tie this to your original question. I was looking at the 23 year olds. What are they typically doing, right? They're out, they're partying, they're traveling, they're, you know, starting their careers. I was waitressing and I was in and out of hospitals all of the time, you know, dealing with these end of life conversations. And so that was a, a slow down period. It was three years from, you know, terminal diagnosis to passing away, right? Three years where I was on and off hundred percent dedicated to my mom. I had some trips and I, I was also caring for her full time and it was a slow down period, but I learned more in those three years than some people learn in a lifetime, Right. It's not the oh same God. to be <laughs> like, you know, floating around earth, not really taking things seriously to be put in a situation where you're contemplating your mortality. Right. And what's mm-hmm. the purpose of life so intensely? And so to bring this back to, to the healing work, you know, the the, 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 the modalities that people initially do in, in healing, it's kind of always the same. But when you're dealing with a primary caregiver, uh, that is end of life. And you're in constant state of fight or flight, nutrition, meditation, yoga. I mean, it really is just a plaster on a <laughs> on something that needs something much deeper. And so this pushed me, yeah, to study, you know, other modalities, trauma, shamanism, energetic medicine. You know, I went very deep and very wide in a way that a lot of people don't do in that period of time so on the surface it looked like not, not much was happening but underneath I was studying I was learning I was you know implementing and so you know when my mum passed away the year after I founded my school which is all about business development and inner healing and I realized that all of the modalities that I'd learned to to deal with the trauma of, of what I'd gone through and you know, get out of, you know, depression was actually the same work that got me to six figures, seven figures and, you know, business success to business success. And so maybe some people see that, you know, some people think I should be further ahead. I could have thought that at 23, right. I should mm-hmm. be in London, you know, working in corporate, but I'm waitressing. I waitress for nearly 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm waitressing caring for my mum. But, you know, it was, exactly what I needed to, to be where I am. And so
0: that's kind of a very good example of sometimes life slows you down to speed you up. Yeah. I love that so much. And during that time. So one of the things we talk about a lot on the podcast are the thoughts that we're having the mindset. I'm a mindset coach, of course. And so the mindset that we're having during these periods of time, right? And so as you are, like waitressing and you are, uh, basically, like you said, it kind of looks like to the outside world that nothing's happening. Um, that can, Mm. that can be a little bit, that can be hard on our minds, right. Whenever it's like, we're not seeing necessarily like the outward success. Um, so what are some of like the thoughts or the mindset, um, reframes that you had during this time to help yourself get through that period?
1: So when I was caring for my mum I think the the context was so desperate and extreme right because I wanted my mum to live and obviously it didn't look like that was going to happen I didn't feel the pressure that I may feel now in business to get ahead I didn't care okay. because for me the context was I was really sat with you know my mum passed away and and what hurt me so much as a daughter and this isn't this isn't her fault you know but she came from i come from a family of refugees from the civil war in spain Mm -hmm. and you know her stories that she was told as a child were stories of war and family killing each other it wasn't you know fairy tales like we may hear and so my mum had a belief system and the belief system was that life is suffering right And that obviously you're a mindset coach, you believe that life is suffering, then you're gonna have a pretty hard life. And so in that time, I think my mindset was so strong, because I was seeing a timeline play out that would be possible for me that I didn't want to choose, right, the timeline of the belief that life is suffering, the timeline of the belief of being a people pleaser, the timeline of not doing my trauma work, the timeline of not taking responsibility for my life. And I saw how that ended. And I didn't really feel in a rush to get anywhere. What I was very intentional about is, you know, one day you're going to pass away and you're going to reflect on your life. And so what kind of life means that you'll you'll pass with a smile on your face right this sounds quite intense for people (laughs) that haven't gone through this yeah but you know my mindset at that time there was no rushing to get anywhere because I was getting clear on you can rush but if you're not aware of the direction you can rush to somewhere that you don't want to be so I didn't feel I, I sometimes I feel more pressure now as a business owner, seeing all of the other business owners than I did at yeah. that time. At that time, I was like getting so clear on what what is the meaning for me of 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 life, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was something that took time to curate and cultivate. Uh, when I started studying shamanic medicine they teach you different ways to view the reality and view the universe. And that gave me a a greater context for life. Right. So they teach very often that the soul is on a journey and everything that happens serves a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. And so when you're in something that's so highly traumatic, just the awareness that good can come from it means you start focusing on creating that good. And so that's something that's got me everywhere. Instead of being like, this is bad and we resist reality. We shouldn't have broken up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the business should have made more money, right? Yes. For me, the context is always, okay, this is what it is. We're not resisting it. We're not making this bad. It can't be anything else because it is what it is. So what is the, what is, what is the, what is the greatness that I'm going to curate from this? And so that was always my mindset through, through everything with my mother and through my business now.
0: I love that. I love that question. What is the greatness that I'm going to curate from this? That's so beautiful. And I think that can be translated in so many contexts for people, especially because, you know, in energy work, I think a lot of people can get can can resist it because of this kind of narrative of toxic positivity online um that people are kind of like oh i don't want to be um i don't want to fall into that right i don't want to fall into this like not dealing with reality while i'm doing like my energy and healing work this is what i've experienced with a lot of my clients as well um and so having that duality and being able to hold the duality of like this is what is happening mm-hmm. and also what is the greatness that i can curate from this i love that so much that's so beautiful. So I've similarly to you, I have found that business has been one of my greatest healing journeys. Um, I, I went on a healing journey as well. And then I started my business and it was like accelerated basically (laughs) my healing journey was accelerated through business. So how do you take this journey that you went on and how do you apply that to business for the women that you work with? So
1: business is life and life, for me, the sole purpose of life is for greater expansion, greater awareness and for healing, right? So for me, there's very little distinction between life and business. When I started studying shamanism, you were taught that there were four planes of reality, right? The planes of reality are what's physical and I will tie this to Brisbane as so I promise I'm going to answer the question but. <laughs> that's great go for it <laughs> um so the four planes of reality are you know the physical reality that we live in okay mm-hmm. so um this is a mobile phone my nail broke that's the physical oh, no. reality look it looks like I've got a stub <laughs> <laughs> it literally broke just before recording the podcast I was oh half- uh, that's I a terrible reality. <laughs> How will I survive? Right. So, that, <laughs> so that's the, the the physical reality. Then you've got the emotional or mental reality, right? The emotional mental reality is is what we think about the fact. So it's terrible that my nail broke would be a thought, right? I'm so embarrassed for people to see my stumpy finger would be a thought, right? And there might be a feeling attached to that. That the feeling could be shame or. It could be, you know, or it could be humor. The fact, you know, another story could be, it's so funny that my nail broke and then you feel humor, right? Mm -hmm. So the emotional mental plane of reality is basically what we think around, you know, what is physical and how we feel when we think that, right? So this is the mindset work. And we've got the spiritual reality, which is all about understanding that we are a soul on a journey of life and everything is perfect, right? And if we gather lessons, then life is for our evolution. Then you've got the energetic plane of reality and the energetic plane of reality is what people are commonly calling, you know, working with the quantum now. Right. Yeah. So when we visualize and we create and we anchor into the, the results that we want. Right. So in shamanism, you're you're taught to operate from all four planes, right? You're taught to, to live from all four planes. Now, what I did is I, I brought this to business. So I took this shamanic system of life because it's not healing really. It's of living. Right. And I brought it to business. So in business, you've got um, the physical, which is the strategies and structures, which we need 25% of the business puzzle. Right. Then mm. you've got the emotional and mental, which is the silly stories that we tell ourselves in our mind. Right. <laughs> oh, i found myself online. People are going to hate me. Yes. <laughs> Right. You know, like that like that's the whole body of work. Like that's really the 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 place that we need to hang out because we need to do the work there, right? Absolutely. So that's 25 which is what you teach, right? You know, mindset and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're in the the emotional and mental body of of business. That's where you're hanging out, which is really important. Then you've got the spiritual level of business, which is understanding that business is a soul's journey as well. And so that's where. You know you remember oh no one signed up for my launch okay what do i need to learn from this this is perfect i'm not going to be upset i'm going to gather all the lessons that i continue on my my journey right and you've got the energetic which is really the manifestation work right visualizing the end result that you want and so everything that i've done on the healing journey all of the modalities fit into those four structures and so i just applied the exact same to business right I did my work to learn, I did my courses, to learn my physical strategies. I took my modalities that I'd been doing in life, in emotional mental and I cleared that and I did the work that I needed to do there. Did my soul work and I did my visualization work. So for me, it's like, you know, there's no way that my business can't heal me Because of the way that I'm doing it, I'm not just going, I need this, and then getting upset, which is like how a lot of people create, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Did they get a video of this? Because I'm very expressive. I'm just wondering if my facial expressions. (laughs) Yes, we're going to be on YouTube with
0: this. So absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, calm my face down. I'm Spanish. And so there's so much expression
0: that comes through. Don't calm your face down. It's perfect. Exactly as it is. (laughs) Exactly as it is. Exactly. That's so funny.
1: So when you use this this system, and I call it multidimensional business, right, and you understand business operates on all four planes, and you're willing to do the work in all four planes, you know, regardless of the results you get, there's no way that your business can't heal you, right? Mm. If you apply this for your whole life, the awareness that you're going to have, right? The person that you're going to be. And that's what really excites me. I'm like, I'm like all business owners, if they apply this, we're like heading to enlightenment by our 80s. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: sometimes I wonder how to communicate that to people too, because I'm like, yes, like we're going to do coaching, but also we're going to like hit new levels of spirituality in this. Right. Um, so when you're talking about the four different planes, I love that. Did you go on, was it like you learned strategy first and then you did mindset work and then you did this, or was it, you're doing all four of these things at the same time?
1: We have to be able to master all four planes at the same time because all four planes exist at the same time. I think we have phases in our life, seasons in our life where we knuckle down, right, in in different areas. And we focus on, you know, everything is a skill, right? And how do you build a skill? You practice, you know. So, you know, it's interesting. I've invested, you know, well into multi-six figures, In different mentors, and if you looked at the list of mentors I've worked with, you'd think this woman's insane. There is no right or reason to who she's choosing. (laughs) I've worked with like like super, you know, mean American boardroom strategists, to the wooiest of, you know, but but I was really putting that that map together, you know, and so. But for example, even when I was working with the strategists and it was all about the physical and the practical, I was still doing my work in the other four planes mm-hmm. because with all strategy, if we're not aligned to the result, it's not going to work.
0: You know? Yes, absolutely. So
1: but for me, it's it's a sandwich that we must always hold. That's a weird way to say it, but, <laughs> but, but it is,
0: it, it's about understanding all four at once. Yeah. You got to take a bite of the whole thing. You can't just eat the bread or the meat or the cheese, right? <laughs>
1: Thank you for running with
0: me with that. That was amazing. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And so I saw you said um, on your Instagram, you had talked about this and you had talked about that you had been these kind of individual people at one time, right? Like you had been the only the strategist and kind of doing it from the masculine. And then you had been the intuitive and only doing like only running from the feminine and that kind of thing. Um, And one of the things I'd love to hear you talk about is when you, you as a mentor, and then as you have worked with other mentors How have you maintained this, what's the right word that I'm looking for? Kind of your own identity in this, like whenever you work with the strategist, how are you able to say like, that's cool. And I'm going to do this strategy, but I'm also going to work with my other modalities that I know I'm going to, I'm going to integrate the other three planes into the physical plane. Um, because i find that a lot of times we give away our power to other people that we're working with right and so it's like oh i'm going to i'm going to invest six figures in this mentor and then i'm going to become this person because they're they're winning at life in my mind right <laughs> and so i find that a lot of times the clients that i work with have given their power away to people that they perceive to be more successful than they are so do you want to speak mm-hmm. about that for just a minute
1: yeah, because I've made that. I mean, that's such a that's such a brilliant question because I haven't. I have given my power away, and that's been one of my, you know, soul's body business lessons. Actually, quite oh. recently, mm. I worked with two mentors in two thousand and twenty three. I'd say I, I kept. I was very strong in my own for two thousand and twenty three two, all the way up to two thousand and twenty two. Even if I worked with different mentors, yeah. but for whatever reason. Um, Uh, Maybe there were mentors that didn't have opinions about energetics or for for whatever reason, I was very solid in it. In 2023, I I was in a mastermind and the leader of the mastermind didn't really believe in manifestation or energetics, right? Looked down upon it. Um, And when you're in a a group and you're listening to training, it, it almost acts as an unconscious, you know, reprogramming. And so I found myself taking on belief systems of the group, you know, whether it was putting them above me or, or whatever it is, you know, it, it just became this thing. And I realized that I got into patterns. I was working harder. I was first forcing more. I was less into my energetic creation. And can you imagine um, what that did to my business? It, numbers went down and I'd only grown before anyway i'm I'm not angry about this i'm not mad about this sometimes people get onto social media and they blame the mentor and then they yeah. you know we go to this whole drama fest this is not what this is about but it was a reflection of oh i gave my power away mm-hmm. and that and and that affected my business growth and i think the thing with how marketing is online right now is that everyone sells their way as the solution yes and what we're realizing is the solution needs to be different for every single person. And there are a million roads to Rome and you have to find the one that's actually in alignment to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so one of the calls that I had with my, i have just, I shared before we recorded this, that I've let my whole team go by one person who's been with me you know, from before the beginning, before like she's she's more than she's more than a team member. She's like my sister. She's like, you know, actually our, our siblings are in a relationship, so we are family as well. Oh my goodness, that's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Christmas together as well. Oh. And I adore her. I love her to And she's just such a miracle in my life. We had a call at start of January and we we said, what are we leaving in 2023 that we're not bringing to 2024? Mm. And we went through a list of things that we've learned from mentors that have taught it because it was true for them, right? Because it was no malintent, but it's not true for us. And so, you know, it's something to contemplate as, as we go into 2024 and we invest in people, you know, are they living a life that you want to live, right? Are they not? Okay. Are they building in a way that you want to build? Are they not? Mm -hmm. Right. Are you putting your power outside yourself do you think people know more than you for you right all of these questions are really important and they're they're part of our our healing journey or our maturation process as an adult as well you know Mm. so it's not bad to go through this because through giving our power away we learn not to do that you know Mm. so it's fine
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we learned the difference. I feel really similarly because um, up and I just, I feel like we're collectively kind of on this journey because up until 2022, I was very similar where I was so solid and everything. And then 2023 just felt like a shaking. Like, I just felt like I was kind of being shook the whole year. <laughs> and like, and like I, we said before, we kind of talked before the call of just kind of like clearing out, um, just clearing out everything that wasn't working. Right. And so, um, So yeah, it, it, it's really interesting when you are able to start to bring that awareness to giving your power away and what it feels like and the difference that you Mm -hmm. feel, because before, before I went on this journey, I would have never even known that's what I was doing. Right. I never knew that I was abandoning myself, that I was giving someone else my power. Um, and now I can feel it as soon as it starts, as soon as I want to start like saying, oh, this person is better than me or more than me or more worthy than me. I think that's kind of the ultimate question, right? Is like, it's a question of worthiness. And we feel that if we haven't achieved a certain level of something, or we haven't done a certain thing, or we don't have a certain doctorate or whatever it is, then our worthiness is less than this other person. Right. Um, and so now I can feel it immediately when it's starting to happen, and I'm able to address it versus going into it fully and then getting there and thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> How did I get here? Why am I doing this again? You know, so I love that so much. And, you know, here we talk like, obviously, my podcast is called Color Outside the Lines. And so we talk a lot about. Um, that concept and that we are, there's so many areas. And even I feel in, um, in the healing world, right. We are given these like frameworks and we're given the lines that are like, here's what you need to like, stay within. But you took that to the next level and you kind of took everything you learned and sort of created your own lines, right? We're going with the color, color outside the lines metaphor here. Um, (laughs) But you sort of created your own, right? With your, with your school. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, about how you went from learning all these different frameworks to creating something that was uniquely yours? Yes.
1: Um, I've been very blessed to work with really extraordinary people, for the last 12 years. Mm -hmm. People that I hugely admire. And I think some people make the mistake of copying what their teachers have done, right? Because that's been successful. And I've never been that. I've always taken in information and I've created something through me, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you context to who I am in the world, okay? because colouring in the lines has never been part of what my family does. Mm -hmm. My father is a Norwegian crime fiction translator that collects fig trees. He speaks seven languages. (laughs) He's 75. He runs 10K a day. He's got a a, a walking calendar on the fridge and he walked 2,000, something like 2,400 kilometres in 2023. So I don't come from a family where we've ever coloured in the
0: lotteries to be that's clear weird. right
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like what are I mean, lines hold on <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, That's why it's so hard for me to answer that question because there's no like that, you know the education that I was given from my father and it makes me laugh I'm so grateful for my dad right And um, when I was at school his opinion was bugger grades they don't matter find something. This is the, this is the career advice my father gave me. Okay. He literally sat me down. He doesn't remember this, you know, but I, I, he he did this a lot of times. He sat me down he goes, honey, this is what you need to do in life. Nothing else. You need to find something that you really love that no one else is doing and doing it better than anyone else. And then you'll be fine. So you talk about how I felt, you know, started this waitressing and caring for my mom. There was no pressure in my family right mm-hmm. they never said han you've got to be a doctor or you've got to be any pressure that i felt has been self imposed because i'm well, i'm a triple virgo so you can imagine how that plays out you know <laughs> like <laughs> and that, that that's been all mine but there's been so much freedom that i'm really grateful for in the fact that that was it. That was the only lines I was given. Find something that you like that no one else does and do it really well. I mean, a lot of things can fit in that box. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not really a box. Like, that's a puddle. Like, I don't know what that is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in my journey that I explained over these 12 years, I was never thinking about coloring in the lines. I was always thinking, what do I love? Okay. I like this. My father, this is another thing my dad says. He says, This is how you live, honey. You just follow your nose. So you listen to your instinct and you do one thing after another and then it comes together. And he decided that he was going to be a Norwegian crime fiction translator at fifty. So the benchmark on my family is you don't need to know what you want to do until you're fifty, right? So wow. can you imagine <laughs> you know I was like I'm so young (laughs) all I need to do is follow my nose so I never considered creating something that someone else had considered you know done I was really just trying things on and then I was playing with well how do I want this to look for me um what do I think is important I've always felt like I'm a weaver, right? Energetically, I weave. Mm-hmm. So I'm always bringing threads and creating a tapestry, right? In everything that I do. And business for me is the same. It's just like, it's just weaving. So my structure was created because, because I'm a creator and I've been given free range to create everything that I want to create in in my life. So I think that there will be people that maybe come on this podcast that have been given more lines to mm-hmm. color between, right? Then maybe someone like myself, you know, my mum as well was was trilingual. She was brought up in Morocco, mm. you know, she was a very <laughs> interesting human being. Um, but, but this is, I think there's something to learn from this, from everyone, you know, as, as children, I remember being at, I was quite a, a posh school just because it was the local school to our village. And I remember the pressure these kids were under mm. and the pressure we put people under to be something. But very often, the being something is someone else's idea of success, and that's always going to be a cage, Mm. right? So I I love when I saw the title of your podcast. I was like, Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Do we to between the lines? Do we use our
0: feet? Do we get to roll in the paint? Right? Yes! <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. I love that. Well, and the podcast name was born out of when my son started kindergarten. And so, speaking of what we learn in school and how young it starts, he started kindergarten, and they immediately he used to color everything the color red, like his red is his favorite color and everything would just be red. And then all of a sudden he started coming home with these papers where everything was the, the, correct, like the color, right? So like a tree would be brown and green and a dog would be, you know, black or whatever. Right. And I started asking him like, you know, what's going on with your artwork because it used to all be red. And he said, oh, well, my teacher says I have to color things the right color. And I was like, well, what's the right color for a tree? And what's the right color for a dog? Because that, that doesn't exist. Right. There's no, a tree is not one color, you know? And I said, are you coloring this way? Because this is how you want to color or are you coloring this way because your teacher tells you? And he said, I'm coloring this way because my teacher told me to. And if I don't, I'll get in trouble. At age five, he learned that lesson. If I don't color inside the lines, I will get in trouble. And I think that's so innate in so many of us. Um, And even as we kind of talked about at the beginning, like even going online and kind of becoming the people that we want to be in our businesses, but then putting ourselves out there online can sometimes even feel like everyone's going to tell me to get back inside the lines. Everyone's going to tell me I'm wrong. Everyone's going to um, respond to this with their own uh, reaction, opinion, way of seeing the world. And I'm going to feel like I need to get back inside the lines or stop coloring altogether. Right. Because I think that's what happens with a lot of people is, they just put the pen and paper down and they're done coloring because mm. it's too much they feel too much shame they don't feel worthy whatever it is um and maybe they don't have someone to guide them along their healing journey as you've had, Um, or maybe they don't know where to look either. So um, have you had that experience where you've had people kind of tell you, like maybe as you have, as your business has grown and gotten bigger, have you felt that impact where it's been like, maybe I do need to get back inside the lines or maybe I do need to play smaller?
1: I think for me, what's kept me between the lines is that, it's this persona of being a good girl. Right. So even though I was given a lot of creative freedom, you know, I still went to quite a, a a posh school and, you know, you wore uniform and, you know, all of this stuff. And. I think what's really kept me between the lines that I really feel like I'm bursting out of is wanting to be liked. Right. You know, in my team wanting to be liked and not leading how I want to lead. Right um
0: absolutely
1: this is an interesting thing because i think i was way more out of the lines before i had a business you know and i think that's kind of what happened in 2023 was that Mm -hmm. you know had a lot of coaches a lot of mentors that all told me what to do yeah right and i stopped trusting my intuition um or, or leading with my intuition and it didn't it wasn't it wasn't you know And, and, you know, a lot of things happened in 2023 as well. I got um, a hate page online. I got blackmailed. You know, we got to a million euros and we were blackmailed. Um, All of this stuff. And so, you know... I never went into business because I wanted to be famous. I never went into business because I wanted to be seen. I never went into business even because I wanted to make a lot of money. I, I didn't start this in the the social media hype. I went into business because my mum died and I saw the consequence of not living your life well and I committed to helping as many people in the world as I could. Right? So to be I wasn't cancelled but there was it was a there was a lot of stuff there was rumors spread around me, lies spread around me. And it it triggered everything in me. You know, maybe there is something wrong with me. Maybe I shouldn't use my voice as much. Maybe I should be less Spanish. Maybe I should be, um, more prim and proper. And you know, I went to a very white school, and I'm I'm, I'm Spanish, right? So it's very different culture exactly. and d- different foods, that you know. And so I, I went back to that. Or maybe that I am weird. Or and you know, but what's been the liberation in that? And I just love the analogy that you've used. It's going to stay with me. What's been the liberation in that? Because let's go back to the soul of business. I contracted for about 80% of last year as I dealt with, you know, lies, rumors, hate pages, all of this stuff. And I changed who I was, definitely outward facing. And I got to the end of the year and I thought, this is bollocks. You know, this is not the life I want to lead. And I now have a new layer of... let's say a new, a a new expression of coming outside the lines. Like there's a new layer of vigor, let's say a new layer of, of of certainty of self. Sometimes we need the worst case scenario to happen to free us from the fear of it. You know, Mm -hmm. like I can Mm -hmm. see, do you know what I mean? I can see the hate page now. And I'm like, I mean, the hate page is bonkers. You guys can Google it. It's on Reddit. I just, I don't care. Right. They're like, maybe we should get a private investigator on her. I'm like, what <laughs> Why How would you do that? Like it doesn't it's not coherent to reality. None of these people have worked with me, by the way. It's not like angry ex-clients. Mm-hmm. It's just like people that didn't like me online. I don't know. Sure. don't know. We don't know. But I see it and it used to upset me so much. And then I think to myself, well, if it upset me so much, that showed me all of the areas that I wasn't free. Yeah. And now I am free in that because I'm like, I don't care, baby. I don't mm-hmm. care. Write a hate page, spread lies, you know? Oh, man. So sometimes maybe this is, if we're going to take the metaphor, we need to get back inside the lines to do the work, and then we come back even, you know, bigger than before.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it, it is often the trigger that shows us where the work still needs to be done. Um, there's some things right now that I know that are true for me that I I'm going to look at in 2024 that I've been avoiding <laughs> and, I, and I know they're there and I've been like looking over at them and I'm like, I know I need to work on you and I know I need to heal you. And I just, haven't, I haven't, it hasn't been the right time, right? Like it hasn't been the right time. And 2024 is going to be the right time. And it's so true that oftentimes going back to the soul's journey, if we are on a journey and if everything is perfect, then as you said, these things are meant to happen in order to help us, as you said, to be free and help us to reach that next level. And hopefully one day enlightenment, right? So that's really beautiful. I love that you've had such amazing little nuggets in here. I'm gonna pull them out and put some of them in the show notes so that people can remember some of these profound statements you said. And then the the big question of what greatness am I gonna curate from this? Um, and I think that kind of can be asked in all of these areas, right? If I'm gonna somebody's gonna put a private ing- investigator on me, what greatness can I curate from this? You know. So if you were just starting out in business, so many of the people that listen to my podcast are newly in business, are thinking about starting a business, um, have been in business for a short period of time. If you were early on, what would be like your like one piece of advice that you would want to leave them with? Don't rush. Mm.
1: Because when you rush, you make more mistakes. I think social media makes you feel sometimes like you're behind, but you can't be behind. You're where you're meant to be. And some people build to seven figures in three years. Some people do build to seven figures in 10 years. Some people don't want to build to seven figures, right? There's no right or wrong. It's your life, right? Don't put your self-worth in it, your journey, your life, your pace. Because if you rush, you're always going to feel the whole way on the journey that you're not where you should be. And it means you're not going to have fun. And if you spend your whole life thinking that you're not where you're meant to be and you're not having fun, that's your life that you're sacrificing, right, for this goal. Mm-hmm. To close on a piece from my father. My father is a Norwegian current fiction translator. <laughs> he is a, the only European to have won an award in America. Wow. Um, yeah. That's awesome. He's like, what? Quite successful as they go, you know. It's a small industry. Yeah, there's not many people specialise in this, but like he's pretty, much, he's been pretty at the top of that industry, you know. He he he's known in that world, and um, you know, some of his translations have become Hollywood films and all sorts of things. Anyway, he started at fifty, and he probably made it, whatever that means, you know, got to the peak of his career at at, at seventy. And that's when I started my business. And I remember him calling me and he said, honey, because he calls me honey. He says, when you get there, you're going to realize the journey was always what you wanted, you know? And he was, you know, he was a big, he loved it. He loved the creation of his Norwegian crime fiction translation business. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to remind everyone here. The journey is what you actually
0: want. And you're on it. You're on it right now. This is what you want. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So if people would like to go on the journey with you, how can they find you? Tell us a little bit more about what they need to do. So find
1: me on Instagram, Hannah, Start with a J because I'm half Spanish. So J-A-N-A, Bartlett Alonso. I have a free healing course. I have a free business course. If you message me podcast, I will send you, if you just say podcast healing or podcast business, or you can have both because we're abundant, (laughs) I'll send you, I'll send you those links. If you know that you want to work with me in some capacity, I have certification programs, I have year long memberships, I have masterminds, I have all sorts of things. So the easiest thing to do is is to drop me a message and and tell me what you're looking for and I'll I'll, I'll share what I think is the most appropriate next step for you.
0: Awesome. Amazing. And I will share all of that in the show notes so that people can easily find you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I've really enjoyed this conversation with you. Me too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And thank you all for joining us on color outside the lines. Um, if you have loved this podcast, we're going to have a lot more stories like Hannah's, um, on the podcast of women who are coloring outside the lines. So hit subscribe. And until next time, this has been Hannah and Krista reminding you that you are so powerful and you have permission to color outside the lines.